0: Watching as clouds whip eye. we confess everything
1: to
2: each other. Standing hey everybody, welcome to, to Adventure Retired, the podcast like where retired people it. share what they're doing in their retirement to help inspire you to live your best retired life. We are Kurt and Cindy, all your hosts, and today we're going to talk to a CEO.
1: Yeah, this is our first guest who's not retired. But we uh, got connected with uh, Harvest Host, and the CEO likes podcasts, and he wanted to talk to us. So,
2: And if you don't know what Harvest Host is, you're in for a great story today. Yeah,
1: you'll enjoy this yeah, one. Yeah,
2: this episode's going to be good. But first, a life lesson from Kurt's best-selling book, Fix the Problem and Other Life Lessons from a Pragmatic Dad.
1: <laughs> I love that best-selling stuff. Hey, anyway, we got
2: to get best, it going, honey. <laughs> it's the
1: best-selling one I've ever written. Anyway celebrate other people's successes and be humble in your own.
2: Oh, I like that one.
1: When people around you have success in their life, genuinely be happy for them, right. you know. Don't just go pee on their parade or anything like that.
2: Well, I one up them, you know. Yeah, don't one up. I, I I hate that cuz you know every once in a while you'll talk to somebody and you know, they've done this great extraordinary thing and then somebody else at the table sitting with you will say, well, I remember when I did, and it's or like... Or I
1: know somebody who did. Or
2: I did, and yeah. I just hate that, because it's like, give them a chance to shine and be quiet.
1: That's right. Be humble in your successes. Be happy for them. Oh,
2: boy. I'm, I bet we all know people like that.
1: I think we do. I bet we all do. All right, let's get on to it.
2: So we're so excited that Joel Holland is joining us. Where are you coming from, Joel?
0: Uh, you you're reaching me in Vale, Colorado.
1: Ah, nice, Beautiful nice, spot. Has the snow started and hitting the slopes or?
0: Yeah, the snow has started. Um, it's really I'm looking out at uh, Gore Range, the Mount Range. It just white caps and um, slopes open in about a week. Oh, oh wow!
2: Burp. But I want you to know you are our first non-retired guest, so you you get a award right there. <laughs> For whatever nice, that nice.
0: Means. Well. And you know, I think I, it's funny. I, I, I'm in this like strange hybrid status because, um, when, so I built a company on the East coast, sold it, and then I basically retired and my wife and I, um, that's when we bought an RV, started traveling, took two years and traveled all for 48 lower states.
1: Oh, nice, nice,
0: Um, what I learned was that I was just not the right temperament to be fully disengaged with business. Uh, nice. and then I was young, right? Mid thirties. So, um I actually bought Harvest Hosts, I suppose, as a retirement project. Okay. The idea was this would be a, a lot of fun because I genuinely love the RV industry um, and I love the business and it would give me an, you know, a project to work on while we travel. So well, that's good. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I'm pseudo retired.
2: So we'll keep talking to you. So you met some <laughs> of the requirements. Yeah, there. you have
1: a retirement thing in there. Okay, could you explain, without giving it all away, we have a bunch of questions, but could you explain, you said you bought the company of Harvest Host. First of all, explain Harvest Host yeah, to us. Yeah, because
2: people that are listening, sure. we, unfortunately, we are podcast people, but we're teaching a lot of people that are baby boomers what a podcast you know truly is because they don't know how to use them. Right. And sure. I don't know if they know what Harvest Host is. So take us back and tell us what it is.
0: You bet. Yeah, it's very simple. So Harvest SOS is a membership program uh, for RVers. Uh, very inexpensive, $100 per year. Okay. And then you have the ability to stay overnight for free at over um, 2,800 farms, wineries, breweries, distilleries, oh, golf wow. courses, uh, museums, and other unique attractions.
2: Oh. T- and so it's,
0: just, it's a really, it's just a great membership to have, you know, in your toolkit um to add some variety to your RV travels. Okay.
2: Now you said you bought this company. So how long has it been um, you know, out there?
0: Yes, yeah, it's just, uh, over 10 years. Okay. So so right. Don and Kim Green, the original founders, uh started it back in 2009. Okay. And I bought it in 2018. Um and at that point they had 600 locations. Um, and We've grown it, you know, now to almost 3,000 locations. And then we actually, in May, purchased Boondockers Welcome, which is a, a similar type of program. Where you pay, you know, a membership fee to stay at over three thousand personal properties, oh, so really? individuals' mm-hmm, homes and and really beautiful locations.
2: Oh, that's really cool because you know we actually do warm showers up here for bikers. I'm sure you've probably oh, heard nice. of that. But people that have farms and and you know places in that that's a great place to stay when you're RVing.
0: Totally, yeah. I mean, and that was that was what attracted me to the business was there's so many beautiful estates, right? As you drive around, whether they're wineries or farms, uh, or even large personal properties. And my thought was, wouldn't it be nice to connect our RVers with these small businesses, support the small business, have the ability to park overnight in a lavender field, right? Or, or an alpaca <laughs> right, farm, right. And, you know, and, um, and that, and that's the spirit of the program. I and mean, it works really well. Yeah. And
1: okay. So what do our veers, what do they have to do or just show up or?
0: That pretty much, you you have to book ahead of time, um, and okay. so on our website or on our app uh, as a member, you can search for locations uh, either along your route or by geo, you know geo. Right. Um, find a place you like, say it's a nice little winery in uh, Iowa, and you'll learn more about it. You can see photos that other members have posted uh, from staying there, and then you can book through the uh, reservation system uh, when you'd like to to arrive uh, and depart.
1: Okay. And like, do these places? Okay, we have a, a winery close by here. That's beautiful location, and the winery's gorgeous, and they got pretty good wine too. Yeah, they do.
2: They have really good wine. But
1: what's in it for them? I mean, just to have people show up, and do they do one person? Do they do multiple RVs? Or
0: yeah, it's a great question. So we never charge hosts anything to be in our program. I think that's the first thing I always like to put out there. There's no, there's no fee. There's no cost. And our members this year will spend over forty million dollars directly with the small businesses that they visit. Wow oh, that's amazing. And, we, and we don't yep, and we don't take any cut of that. Um, and it turns into an average of about thirteen thousand dollars per host. Oh. so s- some make a lot more. I mean, some of the wineries near us make forty fifty thousand dollars per year just from our members visiting wow. wow
2: but but that makes sense if you like if you like their wine, you you might buy a couple bottles, you know I mean that's right. yeah.
0: That's right, and and that and that's kind of the um, code of conduct that we have. There's no, you know, there's no explicit fee to stay overnight. Like there's no, there's no cost, uh-huh. but we say take some of the money you're saving from not staying in a campground, and buy the local product, right? Like buy the wine, buy the produce, and support the business. Okay. And on average, our members spend about fifty dollars buying uh, the products of the businesses that they visit.
1: Okay. Okay. And these hosts, okay. <laughs> It's not just for retired people, but that's kind of who we're steering towards because they seem to have a lot of RVs. But can families stay at these two and like kids and all that?
0: Absolutely, yes. Yeah, so, so our program is open to anyone, okay. and um, and our hosts are, are you know the nice thing is they're all small businesses, so they're open to anyone. Um, now I will say, so we have over two hundred thousand members. The average member is um, fifty five and older, retired. Um, and right. kind of exactly who you're describing. That's, that's right. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. That's yeah. our
1: crowd, man. Yeah,
0: <laughs> well, that's, that's right. I was gonna say That's our people, too.
1: Okay, how about, like, if you're a host and, say, Kurt and Cindy book it on the app and we're going to stay at um, Big Cow Winery or whatever, like that Big Cow Winery. I don't know. I just made that up. <laughs> I kind of anyway, like that name. Yeah, you, <laughs> I, we, we like, I like breweries. She likes wineries. Anyway, we're we're the perfect fit for you, but um so i book it how many people will they hold
2: like in terms of like rvs yeah like, like rvs would, yep. is there more than one spot
0: open so it's up to the host uh they can decide how many spots they have the okay. average is four spots and um the nice thing about that is you're never whenever you stay at a harvest host location you're never going to deal with overcrowding right which is a common complaint that our members have with campgrounds is oh, that yeah. they're just too crowded, right? And and there's no real peace. So here, um, typically, you know, these properties are quite large. So even if they allow, you know, four RVs, they're spread around. So you're not parked right on top of someone. Yeah. Almost every time I've stayed, there's been no one around me. I just right. feel like it's it's like me and the farm. And okay. that's it's really cool.
2: Do they have hookups and things like that, or are they totally boondocking when they're there?
0: For the most part, they're totally boondocking. Okay. okay. And um the, you know, they're 24-hour stays, and so what I like to tell people, and anyone who's RV knows this, but um, every RV is capable, right? Easily capable of 24 hours. Batteries right. are fine, right. tanks are fine, you know. Um, and it's actually easier than normal camping because you don't have to plug into anything. So you can just drive in, kind of find the perfect spot. And a lot of hosts will say, "Here's your choice. Like, choose from these 200 acres. Go, go find a spot, <laughs> right?" So, so. It's fun, like you get to just kind of find your perfect place, which you could never do if there were hookups.
1: Yeah, yeah. We were just talking to some of our best friends because they love to camp. They're tent campers, and we'll get to that as far as Harvest Toast in a second. But camping has got tough with this pandemic. Oh, everybody's
2: camping, and yeah, they don't you, know how to camp. <laughs> yeah, you go to these, right.
1: you go to these campgrounds, and a especially weekends are just packed. But we were at the Grand Canyon a couple of years oh ago in gosh. October, and it was packed. And I'm like, yep. I thought people worked for a living. You know, us right, retired <laughs> people don't. But, And I don't get me wrong. I love state parks. I love national parks. I mean, I'm a big proponent of both of them.
2: But you have res- has to have reservations. Yeah, you've got to have, have reservations
1: and stuff. Now, KOAs and like that, I'm not a fan of. I see their point. But I like where you're going with this because you don't have, you know, the crowds. So on your app, like if it's booked and you try and book, to say Big Cow Winery, that you just can't go there?
0: That's right. Yep, exactly right. So it'll show you on the calendar what's available. Okay. And the, you know, the nice thing with having 3,000 locations, you can usually find a place. And now, you know, if you're trying to go somewhere like a hot spot in Florida in the middle of the winter,
1: mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> you might
0: need to do a little forward planning. But one of the things I like about Harvest Hosts and Boondockers Welcome is it'll it, it, it kind of like, brings spontaneity back to R V travel. And one of the things that we're struggling with personally is I don't like booking months ahead to do stuff. Right. Uh, Like especially in an R V. Like the whole point is I want to wake up and go wherever I want. (laughs) Right. Right.
2: So Well and you don't you don't know what's going to happen. You know, you might have somebody says, you know, hey, we're going to do this. You want to come and it's you know across the state. You want to get there, you know, you don't want it to plan so far in advance.
0: That's right. You know, exactly. And and then heaven forbid, I'm sure none of us have had technical issues with our RVs. Oh, Sometimes no. plans get changed. Yeah.
1: yeah. Okay. When you talk RVs, we, right now we're kind of in between. We grew up uh, when we were young and poor, we tent camped a lot. And then we moved into pop-ups because I grew up in pop-ups. I love pop-ups. I too. And then now we're now that we're retired, we're getting into we're gonna look into buying maybe an R pod or some small one. I don't want a big one. I'm I'm not that guy who likes to drive big things. So what do you want Harvest Host to um show up?
0: Yep. So so the only real requirement is that you have a self-contained RV, which okay. means you've got a bathroom on board. That's the the single most important part. Yeah. Um <laughs> and, and the reason is uh, these businesses, once they close, right? So you get there at three in the afternoon, you enjoy a wine tasting five o'clock, six o'clock, they close. And you're there for the night alone and there are no bathrooms or no facilities. So right. you have to have your own facilities, uh, inside, right? Your own water, your own food, your own bathroom. Yeah. So, so as long as you have a self-contained RV, you're good to go. Okay. okay. All right. Okay.
2: And now is harvest Host only in America or are you stretching out and going to Canada Mexico places like that, or even in Europe?
0: Yeah, great question. So so right now we are North America. Um we have the you know, the United States is for for sure our largest presence, but about 10% of our locations are in Canada. And we have locations in every Canadian province, um even Prince Edward Island. Oh nice. So nice. Mm-hmm, and so we're growing we are growing the Canadian presence a lot. You know, because as you know, like our viewers from the US and Canada like to go back and forth, right? right. So it's very easy to traverse. So um and then we do have some locations in Mexico. Uh, the most are in Baja, California. Okay. And it's a really kind of, you know, a lot of beautiful wineries there. Um, but, yeah, I think right now we focus most on North America. We certainly entertain plans of, of Europe. Um, it, you know, we're constantly kind of looking at the space over there, looking at some of the existing companies as potential partners right, uh, or acquisitions. But uh, at this point, we're, we're all in on North America.
1: Yeah.
2: Well, we – one of our favorite trips was Iceland and we rented a camper there.
1: But it wasn't cool. self contained. No,
2: it wasn't. That's you know, but in Iceland there's you can camp almost anywhere. Yeah. It, that's it's nice, but pretty wide open. it reminds me a lot of Harvest Hosts. and you could camp on somebody's gran- you know, farm land, you know, as long as you just take uh, care of everything and ah, oh, what a beautiful place. But there's so many beautiful places here in America that people you get away from the campgrounds and you can find these spots. It, oh wow.
0: Yeah. Uh, yep. Yeah. Well, you mentioned Alaska. That that's the final frontier for us. So every year we seem to have a, a, a trip planned to Alaska and it's hard. It's 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 a big trip, right? It's, it's, right. A, it's it like it's like a month or more trip yeah. at a minimum. <laughs> yeah. So uh if for one reason or another it keeps getting scrapped. But yeah. that that is we're so excited to see those wide open spaces.
1: Uh well, we highly recommend it. Before we had children, our kids are grown now, but before we had kids, we drove from we used to live in South Texas on the Mexican border. We drove from there all the way up to Alaska. Took
2: us 13 days. Yeah,
1: 13 days, and we did basically almost every road you could do down to Seward and out to Homer and and up to Fairbanks. We didn't go north of Fairbanks, but, yeah, that summer I think we did 14,500 miles. And seven flat tires, I believe. Yeah,
0: seven flat tires. Oh my goodness!
1: <laughs> and we were pulling the pop up, so. But you know. it
2: was the best trip. Yeah. I mean, ah, oh, the scenery. You know, we've done Alaska like in terms of a cruise, and we and we've camped it. And I've been up there a couple times because I have family there. There's no better way to do it than buy an RV. There's none because yeah. you see the wildlife. On our cruise, we saw one eagle. That's yeah. it. You know. You go on a, When we drove RV. it, we almost oh, hit a moose. Yeah, I mean, you see everything. <laughs> I
1: mean, we were inches from the moose. It was kind of so, scary. So
2: you do have places in Alaska already?
0: We do, yes. We, we certainly do. Um, and, in fact, let me just, I'm curious. Let's see how many we have there. In Alaska, we have 32 hosts. Oh, wow. So,
2: That's wonderful. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could pretty much do your whole trip up there in Alaska right. oh, yeah. through Harvest Hosts. Yeah.
0: That's right. I'm looking. I mean, we, we have it from, from uh, Homer to Seward to Anchorage, Talkeetna, Fairbanks. You know, it's, it's pretty good. Although Fairbanks looks about as north as you can get. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah.
2: It's probably about <laughs> as north as you want <laughs> <Yeah>. to go,
1: <laughs> too. Yeah. The, the roads get pretty tough up there. Um, what, what are some of your most popular areas or hosts or?
2: Or are they all that
0: way? Yeah. You know, so we try to do a good job of having. Great hosts everywhere are spread out very evenly. and and the way we recruit is to make sure we keep a good mixture of um, alcohol related, non-alcohol related. So about fifty percent of our locations are wineries, breweries, distilleries. The other fifty percent are farms, museums, um, golf courses, and that sort of thing. okay. And you know the goal is to have them spread out such that you can't drive more than a couple hours in any direction without finding a host. Oh, sweet. And then, as far as most popular, I mean, I think that um, it depends on the region and the time of year. So, so of course, this time of year, Florida becomes extremely popular, right? And we have some really fun wineries down there. During the summer, we see that the uh, well, the spring, the south becomes popular as it warms up first. Mm-hmm. Uh, then, in the summer, we start to see the, the the west, you know, and the Midwest, and really the mountain regions. So that's when you start to see Colorado and Idaho and Wyoming and Montana.
1: Right.
0: Really start to light up. So it's, it's, it's interesting. It's fun to watch as the seasons change where the hot spots you know, kind of change. Okay. Um, but, but we try to have places everywhere at all times of year to facilitate whatever you're interested in.
2: Okay. I have a question in terms of, you know, we live on a lake, so we're, we're we have beautiful scenery and we have a gorgeous place that we live that we think can just a person like us that has room for one rv can we become a host i mean how does that
0: work yes so the answer is yes and, and through boondockers welcome okay. and that's what i like that's why we bought the company was we get this question a lot from members that say hey we you know we, we don't run out of business but we have space um and we'd love to invite people to stay with us every once in a while um, and that's what boondockers welcome is okay. so you can host um, you can add your property there and meet a lot of great people. Um, if you provide hookups, you know, any, like, you know, even a little bit of power water, you can charge for that. So, um, yes, that, that boondockers welcome is the program for you there. Oh, cool. uh,
1: I guess for the listeners who don't know what is, that we grew up camping, but could you explain boondocking please?
0: Totally. Yep. It's just a, it's just a term that describes camping without hookups. So off the grid camping. Okay. Um, and that's it. And, you know, it's funny, eh? and and and, it, and it's funny too. As our viewers, I think we, many of us put boondocking on a pedestal before until we've done it. Right, right? it you seems complicated, right? Like it seems hard, and it's it's a really the term maybe is a little ominous. But the funny thing is, I always say is boondocking is easier than connecting because you don't have to do anything. you right. just drive up and boom, done. And the RV was built for that. And
2: <laughs> you also find the best spots, I think.
0: Yeah, yeah, you know, absolutely.
2: Every time we ever boondocked you know, all the way out west and back, we've always found the most gorgeous spots. And we usually were the only ones there or maybe one other yeah. RV. And it was like, you own that land and you own that scenery.
1: Right. Except when you get by that person boondocking that has the uh, cheap generator.
0: <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. The, 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 um, the, I forget what they call the exposed generator, right? Well, oh, they're so loud. yeah. I that, mean,
1: I have a Honda. Honda's run pretty short, but I'm also conscientious of the people around me but there's some people that get the low-cost ones that are just
2: okay but with that though do you have do you guys have to vet the people that you allow into your group because you know I mean you could end up with somebody who is a real butt you know I mean that's a nice way of saying it too but (laughs) But, I mean right I mean have you ever had any problems like that
0: uh, well, we, yes. Yeah, so, so I think the way that we deal with that is we allow hosts to rate members, just like we allow members to rate hosts. Oh, nice. So it's Good like idea. Uber. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so if we get complaints from hosts about a member, we kind of have a, you know, a multi-strike system where the first time we reach out and say, Hey, this is the complaint, you know, let's work together to resolve this. And if, if we see a habitual abuser, then we'll kick them out of the program.
1: Okay. Yeah. No, that makes sense. So it kind of works both ways. The host, Rates the guest, the guest rates the host, and if a one-star guest signs up at your winery, you can say no on the app
0: for them. That's exactly right. Yeah, okay. that's precisely. So, so the host always has control. Nice. So the host can see who who's requesting, just like Airbnb, and okay. decide. You know what? No, I'm not. I'm not interested, or I am interested.
2: Right. Okay. Cool. Yeah. yeah that's really neat. Yeah,
1: that is that that is cool because we we do a lot of Airbnbs too, and yeah, you. You don't want to be that guy that the host gets mad at and well, too bad. But
2: don't you remember that one time when we were camping, like I think it was in Colorado, and we were at you know, 11 o'clock at night, somebody pulled in and they had a full grown party going on. You know, you don't. Right. Oh, you get people like that, and people are not RVing and wanting that type of activity. You know, you want to enjoy the right. scenery and the glass of wine. And...
1: Right, right.
2: <laughs> okay. Um,
1: what are some of the. Uh... Like museums, you say museums, yeah, they, golf courses I'm all in on, breweries I'm all in on, wineries I'm all in on. What kind of museums do you and, see along And do the they
2: way? just park in the parking lot?
0: Yes. Yeah, typically that's right. Yeah, we have a lot of interesting museums. I mean, some of the, some of the museums I've visited recently include um, the uh, Stratica Underground Salt Museum in Kansas. Oh, nice. And it's an active salt mine, and you take an elevator 400 feet into the ground, oh. and you can actually see... In the darkness, they turn the lights off for right? it's very exciting, and uh, <laughs> and the, and you can see how salt's mined, right? How they blast it out of the walls—it's pretty cool. Oh wow. yeah.
1: Um, and you have Nebraska, one right there. Yeah. Uh, you have a yeah. a site right there. You can stay at the salt mine or whatever.
0: Right, right, exactly. Right, right in the parking lot of the museum. Oh sweet, oh, And so, so cool. Yeah, it's nice. And then, um, in Nebraska, we have the Golden Spike Tower, which is okay. the world's largest rail yard. And they have this um, huge observation tower. So it's a pretty cool location. It's like in the middle of these um, cornfields, really. And then there's this observation tower. So you park, like I parked up against the cornfield. You go up in the observation tower, and you can watch hundreds of thousands of train cars couple and decouple every day. Oh, wow. And so it's 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 really wild. I mean, it kind of brings out the kid and all of us to, to watch this happening. Yeah, right. It's fun. Um, and then we've got outdoor air museums with World War II planes. We have outdoor car museums. Uh, we have indoor car museums. We have toy museums. You know, you name it. There, there's a uh, – oh, I, actually, I know the final one that I would talk about that I visited recently. It was blast. was the Mount Washington Cog Railway in um, New Hampshire. Okay. And you, you basically – you're parked at the base of Mount Washington, and you get to watch this – Train this coal-powered or steam-powered train climb Mount Washington, and it's 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 a blast, and it's a beautiful oh, wow. location.
1: Wow, no, that that sounds. And do these hosts, I mean, do they apply to you,
0: yeah, or it's a do mixture. you reach so, out so we to? Get them? A, mm-hmm. We get a, a mixture of inbound applications uh, from hosts hearing about us in the news, or from members, and we reach out to hosts, and and we do that through member recommendations typically. Okay. And so our members recommend thousands of hosts every year, and we have a team of employees who take those recommendations, reach out, introduce the program, see if it's a good fit, and try to bring them on board.
1: Oh man, yeah, I want that job where you know you would tell us, "Hey, go check out this place," and Cindy and I would go there and stay. <laughs> That's
2: right. Do Do you have we'll, one? Do you we'll have be
1: talking one, to you? <laughs>
2: yeah. Do you have one set of RVers that has done it the most that of anybody? I mean, do you have a way of of charting how many times? one couple or one RV goes out there and uses your, your system?
0: Yeah, it's interesting. So we do, and it's kind of, you know, it's, it's a, it's a normal distribution bell curve where most people use the program four to six nights a year, um, four to six, you know, different stays. And and the nice thing is you only have to use it once for it to be worthwhile. Right. Um, But then on the high end, we have a lot of full-time, our viewers, and we have some people who say they use it hundreds of days a year, which I don't even know how it's possible. But, um, they're retired, Joel.
2: <laughs> we have nothing left to do.
0: Yeah, I told oh, you that
2: would be cool. I know someday you'll get there. Some
1: wow, I think he's there <laughs> already. I think he's there already. Okay, getting close to the end here. First of all, you want to share your websites, both of them, one of them, whatever?
0: Absolutely. So harvest hosts um, is just harvesthosts.com and you can see a map of our locations uh, before you join you can see photos of you know members submitted you know visits um also on instagram just look up harvest hosts we have okay. uh, a lot of great content there and then for boondocker's welcome it's just boondocker's welcome, plural, uh, .com, and uh same kind of thing you can, you can really get a feel for the program before you join all right, cool.
1: Oh, that sounds great. Okay, sounds now great.
0: we always kind
2: of end our podcast asking our, um, our guests, you know, like their how no moment and their you betcha moment. That's, I guess, the Norwegian in us, or me at least. But <laughs> as, you know, you're a different type of a guest, but what would be something that you think has been the hardest or would be the hardest thing, uh, maybe just not getting out there enough, of your entire Harvest Hosts career?
0: Well, the hardest part recently has been integrating Boondockers Welcome with Harvest Hosts. So, you know, we, we bought the company in May. We took five months to kind of rebuild the technology to make them compatible. So you could book all the locations from, uh, you know, the same app, same website. And uh, change is always hard. And yeah. so I think, like, we had a way of doing things at Harvest Hosts. There was a different way of doing things at Boondockers Welcome. And no matter what, um, we tried to, like, you know, make it as seamless as possible. But there was, you know, there's been some challenge in, in, in that uh, process. So I think that change is always hard. Yeah. And so we know we know that. And, you know, we try to get in front of it with the right messaging, the right customer service response times. But, um, but yes, I would say a, <laughs> this acquisition has been the hardest thing with Harvest Host so far.
1: Okay. okay well, and awesome. are you a big company?
0: We, like, employee-wise? You know, we, we have about... 40 employees okay. um, and, and we'll probably, you know, add another 30 or 40 next year. So yeah, um, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. I'm remember good. we yeah, want to be those, us.
1: we want to be those people that go out to the wineries and stuff. That's right.
0: That's right. That's right. So, so we, we'll be 42 with you. Yeah. yeah. Okay.
1: <laughs> that sounds good. Okay. And your, you betcha moment, the best thing about Harvest, Harvest Host.
0: Yeah. The best, it, it, every time you stay at a Harvest Host location, you come away with a unique experience and a story. Right. Like every time I've stayed at a place, I come with a story and, and probably the, the you betcha moment or the best story was my first stay at Heartland Farms in Kansas. And it's a farm run by nuns and it's three three nuns. They're all in their 80s. Wow. And one makes <laughs> alpaca scarves, one makes soaps. And one gives massages. Oh. So I got a massage wow. from a nun from a on nun. an alpaca <laughs> farm in That's... Kansas, and it was just phenomenal. <laughs> okay, you, you need to repeat
2: that again. In slow, slow it down. You got a massage from a from nun. A nun.
1: At an alpaca yep. farm.
0: In At an Kansas. alpaca farm in Kansas. Oh I mean, you just you, you couldn't you couldn't make this stuff up. Yeah. Oh, you not that, That's the uh, sentence you know, I've, I've told never that story said. so many times, oh. and I've never told a story about a campout. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, that's that's the difference.
1: Oh, that's wonderful. I bet
2: everybody's going to be trying to get yeah. there now. Kansas will be that's a right.
1: hot spot for you. I'm pretty oh, sure. wow! <laughs>
0: hey,
1: Joel, we want to thank you for joining us. This has been great.
0: Yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah. Yes. I, I, I yes. always get. I always enjoy talking about harvest hosts and RVing in general. So I appreciate the invitation and hope to see you all on the road. All right. If oh, you yeah. ever,
2: you ever, you know, get the urge to get in that camper of yours and head out to Iowa, Northwest we're Iowa, we're out there on a beautiful little tiny lake that is just gorgeous. So you're welcome. Oh, I love
0: that. Yeah. Well, thank you for the invitation. All right. I'll see you on Boondockers. Welcome. All right. All right.
2: Thank you very much. Hey,
1: thanks, Joel. You take care. Bye.
2: Bye-bye. All right. I am ready to get our RV and start going.
1: Yeah. That... <laughs> I like the concept of Harvest Host because like I said, I love state parks, I love county parks, I love national parks.
2: But you know, they're getting so crowded. They are.
1: Camping is becoming popular, especially in this pandemic.
2: Well, we have a glamping. I'm yes. not a big
1: fan of glamping. We have
2: a little campground just not even a half mile from us on a on our lake. And every weekend, it is packed right. all summer long. Yeah. And you're right. It's the glamping. Yeah. You know, people that come out just from town, and it's a different... And that's okay. Yeah, that's you know, good. If They're that's your out. summer, and you don't get to get away for the summer, you can understand why that happens on those little right. campgrounds.
1: Yeah. No, I just... Harvest Host sounds like a very interesting and exciting way to see i mean and it sounds fa- like
2: he's really grown it too. his favorite
1: place yeah. was kansas i know with nuns you can't make that stuff <laughs> I love up
2: that story yeah. well uh. we want to thank
1: you for joining us like I said we're always looking for people you know to um tell their story this guy well he was retired so that yeah. was good
2: yeah he was one of those fire guys
1: yeah he he retired early well he's smart guys yeah
2: definitely jill's got it going
1: but we want to thank you like I said we're always looking for guests we um
2: God, we, we, Yeah, it's just so much fun. We learn so much every time. And our own personal bucket list just keeps I growing. Am, our
1: bucket list is going crazy. But you can reach us at our website at adventureretired.com or email us directly at adventureretired at
2: gmail.com. We are on Facebook. We have a Facebook page.
1: Facebook. I do have an Instagram. I'm not, Joel said they do. theirs pretty heavy. Maybe I should get cool and do a little more Instagram. I don't know. What, just, <laughs> no. okay, that's why on. we do a podcast okay, Alright, all right, we'll talk I to you later I really
0: mean that honey, I love you.
2: you I love you
1: more
0: And that's a kids and love you